Listen to me, church. Having money might make life easier, and it does. But there's one thing money can't and never has and never will do for you. Money cannot fill that place in your soul meant only for God. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. One of the greatest lies of the devil is that you will wind up on the losing end if you put Jesus first. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you for joining us. Today, we're continuing the series on First Things, where we're focusing on Jesus' promise of provision when you and I put the kingdom of God first. Many people fail to put God's kingdom first out of the fear that they will get the raw end of the deal. We reason that putting Jesus first in a 100% commitment to Him will somehow stunt what we could have done with our lives, that our potential and the things we want out of life will be lost. But that's just not true. Today we're going to see how Jesus promised that the stuff the world lives and dies to obtain will be added to the genuine seeker of His kingdom as a side benefit. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share the message, All Good Things Will Be Yours. We're going to talk about first things again today, but I want to talk to you about the blessings that Jesus promised for those who put the kingdom first. You know, our God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Isn't that what it says? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder. So we're going to see three rewards today that God brings into the life of those who put him first. So let's just read Matthew 6, 33, which has been our text this whole time. And let's pay particular attention to the last part because Jesus tags the last part of the verse with the promise. Read it with me. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Turn to your neighbor and tell him that means you. Don't you like it when you don't have to chase down blessings, but blessings chase you down? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I've read that verse, and I picture two little dogs, one named goodness, one named mercy, and they're just following me around all the days of my life, nipping at my heels. Amen? Now, so far in this series on first things, let me give you a quick recap. We've dealt with first putting God first. I mean... That's it. That's what Jesus is giving us in Matthew 6, 33, what we are to put first. So the way I look at it, anytime Jesus says something, God has given us a priority because Jesus was God. He gave us a priority. He said, if you want this Christian life to work, here's the way it works. You've got to put the kingdom first. Then second, I dealt with what the kingdom of God actually is, because how can you seek what you don't know? He says, seek first the kingdom of God. Well, I explain what it is. Now, third, we dealt with three hindrances last week, three hindrances to pursuing the kingdom first. The parable of the sower 
And Jesus sort of gave us a tale of four seeds, and three of the seeds did not do well. Only one bore fruit. And so we shared that last week. Three hindrances, the three reasons why those three seeds didn't make it. Now today I'm going to talk to you about the blessings that come from putting the kingdom of God first. And I'm just going to dive right in. Let me give you three blessings. First, when we put the kingdom of God first, when we prioritize it, prioritize our time around it, when it's numero uno, first, top priority, number one in our life, Jesus promised we will have maximum success in life. Now let me ask a question. How many of you in here want to fail? Do I have any hands going up for those that want to fail? Nobody wants to fail, do you? How many want to succeed? Really succeed? Of course. Now Jesus said, if you want maximum success in the kingdom of God, you've got to put the kingdom of God first. A man named E.M. Gray, you don't need to know who he is, it doesn't matter, but E.M. Gray spent his life searching for the one trait all successful people share. He studied successful people, and he found that their one common characteristic was not hard work, good luck, or astute human relations, although those things matter a lot. But listen to what he found. The one factor that E.M. Gray found when he studied successful people that transcended all the rest was the habit of putting first things first. Successful people know how to put first things first. They prioritize their time. Listen, they make their time serve them instead of them serving their time. The Bible says, redeeming the time, buying up, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. So we are not to be slaves of our time, but we are to cause time, the time God's given us, and every day we have as a gift from God, to serve God's purpose in our life. So successful people, here's what he said. The successful person has the habit of doing the things failures don't like to do. They don't necessarily like doing them either, but their dislike for it is secondary to the strength of their purpose. In other words, whatever price I've got to pay to achieve my purpose, I'm willing to pay that price. I forget what coach it was. It might have been Tom Landry. I think it was Tom Landry. One day he told a reporter, I make my team do what they don't want to do so they can become what they really want to be. There's a lot of truth in that. See, if you want something bad enough, you will cause your time to be subservient to that purpose. But Jesus added something that Mr. Gray did not. Jesus added the one thing that every believer in Christ is to put first, and that is the kingdom of God, not career, not family, not money, not relationships, but every believer in Christ is to put one thing first, and that is the kingdom of God. That's first. That has got to be first. I wake up in the morning and I'm in hot pursuit of the kingdom of God. My number one goal is the kingdom of God. I want to fulfill the will of God's purpose in my life. I'm after the kingdom. I'm after Jesus who personifies the kingdom. If I'm after the kingdom of God, I'm after Jesus. He is the fullness of the kingdom of God. Jesus said, put me first. I'm going to be first. And if you put me first, I'm going to bless you 
with success. Let me be clear about this one thing. He's not telling us not to work. He's not telling us to be idle and sit around living on welfare and just praying all day, reading the Bible all day, and letting somebody else work for you. Now, there's nothing wrong with welfare. If you can't work, I get it. I will help you if you can't work. But if you can, Jesus is not telling us just sit around home and read the Bible and seek the kingdom, and people are going to come knocking on your door with everything that you need. If you need a job, you don't wait for the manager to discover your phone number in a dream and call you. You must ask, then seek, then knock. Because the Bible says, if any man will not work, he shall not eat. But here's what Jesus is telling us. He's saying, I want you to prioritize your time by putting the kingdom of God first. So when you get up in the morning, you don't head straight for the Wall Street Journal to read the latest stock report. That will not get you off to a good start, especially if your stocks go down. Or flip on Good Morning America to see what the world has to say. Believe me, the world doesn't have any good thing to say. Don't listen to Good Morning America. Say, Good Morning, Jesus. You don't wake up in the morning and call Miss Wagging Tongue on the phone to see what the latest juicy gossip is about Miss You-Know-Who. But putting the kingdom of God first, listen now, positions your day for favor, blessing, and Bible success. Now, let me tell you what the Bible says success is, because have no misunderstanding about this. What the world calls success and what God calls success are two completely diametrically opposed things. Worldly success is not godly success. I want to know what kingdom success is. I want to be a success in the eyes of God, not in the eyes of man. So let me tell you what the Bible describes as genuine success. Here you go. Success in the kingdom of God is not measured by how much stuff you own, but by whether or not you fulfilled God's will. Paul the Apostle described at the end of his life exactly what a successful kingdom life looks like. Here's what Paul said at the very end of his life. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith, period. Any believer should want that on their tombstone. I have, listen, he said, I had a battle to fight and I fought it. I had a race to run and I ran it. I had a faith to keep and I kept it. And therefore, I have lived a successful kingdom life. Do you notice with me that in his description of his life, there's not one mention of accumulated stuff. He doesn't mention the acquiring of worldly things. It all had to do with the kingdom of God. I ran the race well. I fought the good fight. There's only one good fight, and that's the fight of faith. I fought the good fight and I kept the faith. Therefore, my life has been a success. The bumper sticker that says, he who dies with the most toys wins may bring a grin to your face, but it's based on a false belief. Can I tell you that you can win the whole world and lose your soul? And you may say, now, Jeff, you know, here's my fear, that if I put God first and not my career or my personal aspirations or paying off my mortgage 
or seeking that promotion at work, or instead I focus first on seeking God. I'm going to end up the loser if I do that, Jeff. But that's not what Jesus promised. Jesus, the same Jesus who said, you must be born again. Now, let me ask you a question. When you took his word, when he said, you must be born again, and you took him at his word, and you asked him to come into your heart and save your soul and change your life, was his word true? How many of you in here have been born again? Was he true to his word? Is that a word you could base your life on? Amen. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man gets to the Father but through me. Have we found that that is true? Isn't that a true statement? He's the only way, the only truth, and the only life. So over and over again, we have based our lives on the teachings of Jesus. So if he's right about that, don't you think he's right when he says, if you seek first the kingdom of God, you will not be the loser, but you will be the winner, and I will bring into your life every good and worthwhile thing? Amen? Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? I read this week, Bill Gates of Microsoft, it looks like he's going to become the first trillionaire in the history of the world. Can you imagine balancing that checkbook? Not the first billionaire or multi-billionaire. He's been a multi-billionaire for some time. The first trillionaire. But let me tell you the truth. He who is saved, who has the Holy Ghost living in his heart, who is heaven-bound and not hell-bound, who is forgiven, who has experienced amazing grace, how sweet the sound, is richer than Bill Gates and any other billionaire or multimillionaire. Because Jesus said you can gain the whole world. And if you're a trillionaire, you pretty much own the world. You can gain the whole world but lose your soul. So true success is finding the will of God and doing it. And seeking first the kingdom of God is the way to that success. You will not ever do it without seeking first the kingdom of God. Now there's a second blessing Jesus mentioned. And I love this one. Freedom from worry. How many of you worry about worrying? I came from a family of warriors. I really did. I, I say this all the time. If you've been here a while, you've heard me say it. But my family was a family of warriors, especially on my dad's side. I have relatives in New York that if you don't want to worry about it, you call them and they'll worry about it for you. They don't have to know you. They'll worry for you. And when I came into the kingdom of God, I had learned to respond to the adversities of life by worrying. And I had to renew my mind. I mean, renew my thinking. So, so I memorized Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 is all about being delivered from worry and particularly worry about provision issues. Amen. Jesus said, if you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added to you. And then he told us what all these things are. Food, shelter, clothing, the basic necessities of life. They are the provision issues. He said, if you seek first my kingdom, I will take care of the provision issues in your life. Listen to what Jesus said. So don't worry about these things, saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? All these things. Now listen to the words of Jesus here. These things dominate. Everybody say dominate. Now I want you to say something else with me. Something dominates. 
everybody's day. When you go through a day, something is dominating your thoughts. Something is dominating what's in your mind. You're either dominated by worry, dominated by fear, dominated by lust, or you're dominated by faith. You're dominated by God's peace. Jesus said, these things, worry about provision issues, dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. I'm going to say it again. Your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. And then comes verse 33. So seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. That's a promise. I can walk on it. I can stand on it. I can sleep on it. I can live by it. I can die by it. If it's in the red ink, I can walk on that water. Amen? Now, think with me what Jesus is saying. Everything the ungodly are chronically worried about and spend their lives chasing after will be added to you as a side benefit to putting God first. So it takes the worry out of provision issues in your life. When it comes down to is this, if you trust him as your savior, we must also trust him as our teacher and our guide. Jesus is the greatest philosopher that ever lived. He taught us about life and living, and he made promises to those who believe in him. He said, if you seek me, if I'm number one, if you're really after me, I'm a rewarder. I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek me, and I'm going to take care of every provision issue in your life. If he tells us, seek first the kingdom of God, we're safe in doing so. Listen to Matthew Henry, great Bible commentator. Here's what he said. Say not that this putting God first is the way to starve. No, it's the way to be well provided for, even in this world. Another commentator, Matthew Poole, said this, And for the things of this life, it shall fare with you as it did with Solomon, who asked not for riches and honor, but he asked for wisdom, and had the riches and honor added as well. Seek first the kingdom, and you shall have your necessities. Now, mentioning Solomon, let me just take you back a little bit and show you what Solomon did. The Bible says in 1 Kings 3, verse 5, wisest man in all the world was the wisest man in all the world because he asked God for wisdom. Watch this. Verse 5, that night, the day that he was coronated, that night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. And God said, what do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Wouldn't you love for Jesus to walk up to you right now and say, what do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. What do you want? I wonder what a lot of us would ask for. You know, Lord, there's that car, that beautiful Lexus SUV. Or there's that house over there in that other neighborhood, Lord. Oh, I would love that. I wonder what we would, how we would respond to that. Ask me whatever you want. You've got one request. Ask me whatever you want. What would we do with that? Solomon replied, Give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. Now look at God's response. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will do what you have asked. But it gets better. Keep reading. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so there will never be anyone like you ever again. And then verse 13, 
And I will also give you, read the next few words with me, what you did not ask for, riches and honor. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. You see what happened there? Solomon put the kingdom first. He said, Lord, you've made me king over all your people. So I'm not asking for myself. I'm not asking for something to spend on my own pleasures. But, Lord, I'm asking you for wisdom so that I can guide the people of your kingdom and serve the kingdom of God. And God says, you've got it. And because you asked for that and sought first my kingdom, I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for. Riches, honor, blessing, fame. See, he got all that by default, by simply seeking first the kingdom of God. See, here's the delusion a lot of people fall under in our day, is that stuff will make you happy. We believe things will make us happy. More stuff, more happiness. Nicer car, nicer house, nicer income. My happiness goes up according to what I acquire, according to my material riches. But you know what? The evidence is all around us that that's not true. It's a false belief. Because we routinely read of wealthy Hollywood movie stars whose marriages fall apart all the time who end up alcoholics or hooked on some drug and even lose their lives because of the drug, who are clearly not happy, though they seem to have absolutely everything that life can give you. We read of multimillionaires and billionaires and now Bill Gates, a trillionaire, who wind up lonely and lost, who commit suicide or live jumping from relationship to broken relationship in search of happiness and fulfillment, and they never seem to find it. Let me tell you why. Listen to me, church. Having money might make life easier, and it does. But there's one thing money can't and never has and never will do for you. Money cannot fill that place in your soul meant only for God. Well, as I like to say, when all else fails, follow directions. Jesus couldn't be more clear that if we keep his kingdom as the main thing in life, he will take care of our needs. You know, it's topics like these that we need to hear over and over in our walk with God. And that's why our announcer is about to share how you can obtain this rich series of messages for your own Christian library. It is sure to be a repeated inspiration down the road in times of trial, uncertainty, and need. So don't touch that dial just yet as our announcer is about to tell you how easy it is for you to obtain this series on First Things. And join us next time as we continue with part two of the message, All Good Things Will Be Yours. Until then, may God's rich blessings be yours. Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home, your car, or wherever you may be to lead you on the exciting journey of building up your Christian walk in faith, hope, and love. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. 
you will begin to understand just how much our Heavenly Father loves you and the whole world. So call now, toll-free, 877-884-3111, or just log on anytime, day or night, to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again, or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. All good things will be yours. It's the fourth message of Pastor Jeff's series. First, keeping the main thing the main thing. You can own a copy of this six CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series. First, keeping the main thing, the main thing for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Music.